Welcome to Future Perspectives, the Locarno Film Festival podcast presented by UBS. I'm your host, Gabby Sanderson, and I'm here to talk with international film stars, upcoming talent, and industry game changers. Over the Future Perspectives series, you will discover secret stories and inspiring perspectives on the future of cinema, culture, and society. So let's begin. This is Future Perspectives. Hi, I'm Gabby. Welcome to another episode of Future Perspectives. Rebecca Friedley and Natalie Camber are the artistic filmmakers behind Collective Betten, and they join me right now. Welcome, ladies. My first duo <laughs> on the series. Well, thank you for <laughs> welcoming us here. And how are you both? Right good. now. Good. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are based in Zurich. Your work exuberates a sense of cheerfulness and playful mindset combined with your experiences in classic film production. Can you expand on that a little bit, please? Well, we, we both studied cinema mm -hmm. and we got to know a bit about the classical narrations and we both found out on the way <laughs> on our journey that uh, we're very much inspired by kind of new ways of new perspectives uh, yeah. that are a bit pushing the boundaries of the those classical um, cinematic uh, oh, okay. narrations that we learned. We got inspired by others. Yeah. yeah. You create imaginative short films and unique video installations. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I also noticed when I did a little bit of reading on you both individually that um, you, you've kind of travelled as well. And I can't help but think perhaps that has influenced your art a little bit. Natalie, you spent two years in London and you studied in Surrey. How did you like London? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? yeah. And um, Rebecca, you did an exchange here in Thailand. And I have in my notes, you returned to Portugal for two years. Mm -hmm. So Portugal is somewhere that you are very familiar with. And you worked on your projects from Portugal for a while. Mm -hmm, exactly, yeah. Um, I did an Erasmus semester during my master's. Mm -hmm. And um, afterwards, I well, I really fell in love with the city. And uh, after the studies, I had to check if that was just my romantic memory. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I went back and I really had time um, to to find out more about my artistic practice and where I want to go. So this mm. city or the time there has been quite important. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the happy union, collective Betten. How was this born? It was 2019, that's when you started working together? Oh, well, we Did started earlier, like in 15, but we haven't founded that association yet. That um, happened much later in 19. Mm. Yes. So, because you worked individually once you graduated, and so did you like keep in touch, and then did you share ideas? <laughs> you want to <laughs> tell how we met in the train <laughs> it was station? It was a very <laughs> lucky coincidence that we met after years 
um, at the main station at this meeting point very randomly and we were both so happy to see each other again after a long time and yeah something magical happened in that moment and we met later on for a coffee saying like oh let's speak about projects and stuff Mm. and then we we realized like it could be a very good combination yeah fate if you will they call it a meet cute, right, in the industry. <laughs> oh, I never heard of it. <laughs> nice, nice wording. To work together closely, that can be quite challenging, can't it? Like, it's got to be the right partnership. Mm. So, mm. Rebecca's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's really our topic. <laughs> that's your topic. What, what yeah. do you mean? Well, um, we did the first big project that we did together was in 2016 where we had a video installation at Neubad Luzern and there we really jumped into the project without let's say a lot of preparation in advance (laughs) (laughs) and afterwards when we decided to to do skies to do another even bigger project together Mm. we also talked about (laughs) our relationship and our uh, work together how we want to deal with it also under circumstances where there is a lot of pressure or um, Mm. issues about time or money or whatever can happen during a project like that so we decided to um, have a supervision where we from time to time would go together uh, to talk about like the meta level of our our oh, work that's together really a good idea yeah like uh, therapy kind of, sessions yeah we're kind of in a in a therapy session you could yeah. say and that allowed us to not only grow together within the project yeah. but also like personally Person. and that was the most amazing things that could have happened wow and that's really every grateful. stress situation we were like okay woof, we don't really know how to go through this yeah tiny alley we had a session we could like look somebody helped to look from outside to the situation mm-hmm. and we could solve it um there was never like something we couldn't managed to go through and it was so helpful because when you're so inside a situation and yeah. the, the pressure is that high you, you cannot just jump outside and yeah. relax and <laughs> analyze yeah yeah wow that's so healthy <laughs> yeah it is yeah it's really it feels like we have a very clear common ground where we mm. meet and from that that's kind of our foundation, that's our baton. Yeah. Like, yeah. So from there on, we can work, we can do things together. Yeah. And that's, if we lose it, we just yeah. come back to it. That's yeah. such a good idea because when you're in a high pressure environment and you're working, and especially if it's creative and perhaps you've got creative differences and you, you know, have this relationship, then I think people do normally keep things to themselves, but then it festers and it gets bigger and then there's an explosion and then it, becomes far bigger than it needed to be so by doing what you're doing I've never heard of a, of a business partnership doing that before but I think that's really really cool what's the like art film scene like in Switzerland zooming out I know there's many languages for example can you tell me a little bit about how how you find it the film scene I, the, I the film scene I know film. about but mm-hmm. art scene I'm not that well connected okay. that I could tell you. Tell me about the film scene then in Switzerland. What's it like? 
Well, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very nice, friendly environment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, you come to it's so so small. It's very different than in London. Like, there, I think you have to be in in the industry for so long, so you know the same amount of people in the same personal level than here. Right. Here you, you work on several sets, like you know the rental house people, and it's really, yeah. it's like a familiar atmosphere. Well, I want to talk about Skies and you being part of the Locarno Film Festival. So this is a rushing flow of images and sounds with no beginning or end, and it's a walk-through video installation which takes visitors on a journey through familiar environments that become distant galaxies. So how does this happen? (laughs) Because it didn't start in Locarno. You started working on it in 2019, so it's taken three years to premiere it, and the premiere is in Locarno at the Film Festival 2022. Okay, so were you nervous about the big reveal? I think we were so in the, like, what we need to get prepared, like technical things that weren't mm. finished or all perfectly ready. Mm. So we didn't really have time to think about what mm. it means. I think that happened the first day yeah. when it all worked and we realized, like, how many people just go in and out. Mm. Didn't you have a, a team, a big team of professional artists that helped you put this project together? Mm-hmm. That's a very nice part of that project that we had the chance to work with very talented and nice people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the two of us, we we were there from the beginning to to now, mm-hmm. let's say. It mm-hmm. hopefully continues <laughs> a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had people coming and going. So for right. stages. Yeah, exactly. for different parts of it. Exactly. And that was amazing, like to have uh, very close um, periods where you work very closely with someone and then um, it changes to another phase and you're working with someone else and just keeps on going right. and a lot of people helping with yeah. things ideas materials like wow yeah. wow <laughs> it's, and then since it's been revealed in Locarno have you seen many reactions like have you watched people come and enjoy the experience yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> well, we didn't sit in the room and just watch them for hours. No. <laughs> um, but uh, from many, we heard very positive feedbacks. Um, and also, it it's at the base camp pop-up, which is mm-hmm. very close to Piazza Grande. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a building, uh, it's, not, it's not the first thing that you walk up to, I don't know. Yeah. So... You have to kind of find it a know bit. It. We know and where it is. That's a very and in the building. You have to find it. Yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. Right. So that's very nice. After a while, hearing people talking about, oh, have you been there? Have you? Did you go down there to see the installation? So mm. to to hear others like spreading a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. The word, yeah. The ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And you received the fast track of the Zurich Film Foundation for the realization mm-hmm. of Skies. This has been a labor of love, but this is something you don't mind working on projects for a while. This is something mm-hmm. you're used to. For me, I have usually shorter periods um, in a production. So that was for me a big long production okay um but yeah with the with the fast track 
um, as a starting point, like that funded 80% of this project, you have such a boost that you're willing to go all the way because to have 80% means that you find other people that also believe in the project. Yeah. Um, and we, we got the funding quite fast. Like we had to do several, of course, like some people say no, but then once, once we had it all together, we were like, okay, oh my God, what's happening? Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay, Natalie and Rebecca, Collective Betten, thank you very much. There's only one thing left to do, and I've no idea how this is going to go. <laughs> Let's roll your closing credits. Let's do this. What movie have you watched most in your life and why? <laughs> well, we both thought of, okay, now we don't know the English title. You can uh -huh. say it in German. Uh, Haselnüsse für Aschenbrödel. Because that's the one running on Christmas time. Every and every year, I like, have nothing else to do. In Switzerland, there's a Polish Christmas movie that's the most watched film. Well, for us, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> if you could have the Piazza Grande to yourself with your friends, what movie would you like to watch there most on the big screen? Well, there, my thought was, I would rather like to share the Piazza Grande with all the audience. I don't want to be there with <laughs> five people like, oh yeah, great, we have it all on our own. So. Okay, <laughs> all right then, well, let's imagine they're all your friends here in the Carlo. <laughs> what would you like to watch? Then I would like to see Capernaum because it's such an amazing piece of cinema mm. you're directing a movie about your life what would the opening and closing scenes look like here you go probably want to watch skies <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's like uh, i don't know how it's a circular that. narration and there is a moment of like kind of a void yeah um and then an egg flows within, flies within that void, and then things happen, are happening. A lot of things happen in between. There is like void, mm -hmm. a lot of things happening, void. void. So and that's then, kind yeah. of it continues <laughs> again. So that's how you see your lives. <laughs> Perhaps. Could be, could be. Could be. <laughs> if you could create a new category of award at the Locarno Film Festival, what would it be? And who would you give it to? Well, we thought of a category that combines disciplines or opens up for even, how do you say that? Animatoc or docufiction, like it's more, like really more inclusive in a way what can be in this category. Okay. And yeah, that it's like... So the more niche types of film yeah. put into the yeah. bigger categories? Kind Not of in the bigger categories. If no. there is a new category yeah. that it's more open-minded and ah, less okay. strict, like what can fit in. Yeah, exactly. The open-minded award. <laughs> the open-minded <laughs> award. Yeah, let's say yeah. that's that's a good. Who would you give it to? No, we didn't think about that. No. Skies. Um, no, that would <laughs> be a not. bit. <laughs> okay, is today's art shaping society as it should? Uh, there, I I really had the question like, who says how art should shape society? And I don't think it's on us to judge that. 
And if you leave art being art mm -hmm. without like telling what it should be, then it's doing its job. Like it's, it's, it's going to shape in its way. So Ah, it's gonna shape in the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> what can art and cinema do to improve people's lives? Well, it can, for example, be a mirror. It can show something that you you see yourself in. Um, it can show new perspectives of seeing life or your own life. It can show empathy. It mm. can be super funny, super sad. Super. It can be like mm. can show uh, life in all its facets, and it can carry you away from where you are right now. Mm. It has like a very big power that you can leave the moment for a bit, depending mm. in which moment you are. And mm, that's a great answer. What's the biggest challenge today for cinema and culture? <laughs> the culture is getting enough funding in general so they can like invite artists and pay them properly mm. because it's rooted that the funds get smaller and smaller mm. and then but art is like essential for surviving mm -hmm. absolutely and there are so many people like with huge potential who want to be creative and uh, it would be nice if there are more and more being capable of doing what they would like to do mm. yeah and that it remains um, essential well it is of course but it that it doesn't loses its power but like stays Mm -hmm. uh, has an essential role in, in society within all the changes that are happening right now yeah. and will happen in the future. What are your hopes for the future of film festivals? Uh, well, for us, it's definitely that um, the film festival open up more to formats that are expanding the, the boundaries of cinema. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, insulative works, but also uh, films that are, are just trying out uh, new ways of, of narration yeah. of, of, I don't know, in, in, all, in all senses. Mm. Um, and also that they keep on uh, existing, like yeah. Locarno, that they're yeah, there will be Locarno Film Festival also in a hundred years. Like, I feel like there probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. Yeah. Hopefully. And speaking of the Locarno Film Festival, as this festival is all about freedom, last question, do you feel free? <laughs> They're both pointing at each other <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded I feel, question. I feel a bit uh, trapped with that question. So my answer would be, well, free enough to to not answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that is a really great one because I'm always free. Yeah, so that's that's our answers to to that question. Okay. <laughs> Collective button. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Future Spectives, the Locarno Film Festival podcast presented by UBS. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support Future Spectives with your review and subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. This series is created and produced by Brand Audio Media.